0: Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective.
1: I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular, everyday perspective.
0: We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma.
1: We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone.
0: Yeah, welcome. It's good to be with you all once again. And just like we've been doing the last few episodes, if you haven't heard, we have a private community called Connection Connection Plus Plus in stereo. And this is a, yeah, it's a membership community where we are inside of it all the time, talking, connecting with you, teaching and group coaching. We've got monthly themes, in-depth discussions with experts and mm-hmm. all kinds of resources to help you deepen and strengthen your most important relationships in the recovery process. We hope you'll check it out. Join us inside. We'd love to see you in there. Uh You can find us at connectionpluscommunity.com. Yep. All right. Part three.
1: All right. Yeah. Part three. So we're still talking about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And today we're going to focus on how that shows up in relationships, specifically close relationships, intimate relationships.
0: Oh man. And do we not just want to motivate our partner to do (laughs) what they should do?
1: Outcomes. I want to be assured of the outcomes. In my relationships. I married you
0: to get a guarantee that you would do exactly what I think is healthy and right. What works for me. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that, I mean, couples obviously agree to when they get married that they both agree are the best thing and the healthiest thing. Yeah. And so what do you,
1: like, what are some examples? Well,
0: monogamy for one. Yeah. You know, if a couple gets married and they have, there's an exclusivity to the relationship, there's this, obviously this mutual understanding public understanding that they're going to be faithful to each other. And then when one person isn't and the other person can't motivate them to be, how do you get that person to care about being faithful? Right? Like that's, I -hmm. mean, that's probably like the extreme end of it in terms of fracturing the relationship. But I mean, I see that every day in my office all the way to maybe something that, and I'm not trying to say these things are minor on this end because they can be very painful, but in comparison, they're not generally deal breakers, but you know, things like what you would consider just bad habits or inconsiderations or annoying things that your partner does that you wish they would care to stop or, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So this is a challenge in close relationships in marriage. We'll just say marriage
1: mm-hmm.
0: of how do we deal with external or in- extrinsic versus internal intrinsic motivation? How do we In sharing that with a partner, because we've talked about parenting, we've talked about individually for ourselves, which we can control, Mm -hmm. but now with a partner who has an impact on us.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think maybe that's where it becomes a slippery slope Mm -hmm. is that the center of control is still always only here. Yes. I mean, this is really still all I can control. and, And I believe that that's where it becomes a problem is when... There's a tendency to believe that because we are in a relationship, my sphere of control then reaches just over narrow. and incorporates you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds lovely to me, right. as long as I'm the one that's my control that's doing like the reaching and incorporating, but it, it's not sustainable and it's not respectful. People don't feel respected when they feel like they're being controlled. Yeah. And yet- I mean, to some degree, we have to be patient with ourselves and with others because it's just a, a constant issue as we're navigating life with other people mm-hmm. is a balance between our own personal autonomy and theirs and then the sharing of our lives together.
0: Right, right. Because I know like in 12-step, there's a famous you know saying, you, know, you sweep your side of the street, I'll sweep mine. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, in terms of personal autonomy and motivation, you know, we, we have to be in charge of keeping our side of the street clean and not just focusing or obsessing about what the other person's doing. But I've always struggled with that phrase or that idea because that works really well with strangers. Sure. Right. Cause I mean,
1: who cares what they do or what their life path is or
0: if I'm sitting in a group meeting and Joe over there is like tanking his life. Uh-huh. And I'm over there like that analogy works or is it a metaphor analogy? Anyway, that that's works it. really well for non attachment relationships. You're, mm-hmm. there's already, uh, motions in our, our bodies and our hearts and, and mm-hmm. there's a, there's dependency and expectations and, and all of that. I do care deeply about how certain things go. I think that's part of the, the marriage contract. I think that in family life, marriage life, So I, you know, I recognize that if there's not motivated, who's lost the uh, relational to care about the relationship or to care about their impact on you.
1: Well, I just think that maybe that's what the discussion needs to be. Mm -hmm. It's, it can't be about how to motivate somebody because in a relationship like that, it's not your job Mm -hmm. to motivate them. I don't think so. Yeah. And and I think that just is where the control starts to bleed out into. It's my responsibility to treat them like a child, like they need to change, they need to do these things, and I need to help them.
0: 100% agree with you. Because yeah,
1: what kind of relationship, that's not the kind of relationship I want to be in.
0: No. No, to be managed.
1: Or to manage. Right. Either. Right. That's not a, a partnership.
0: No. No, but it's so common. It's mm-hmm. so easy to slip into well, right
1: because the desperation of not being able to control mm-hmm. the outcomes because what if the worst of the outcomes is that that person is not motivated to do something different so that they can be with me
0: right I see things speed up really quickly in terms of you know couples healing the faster they learn this lesson
1: hmm so there's like a correlation between I, understanding yes. this and the other the partner each partner feeling free yes to like and i don't navigate it
0: yeah and i i'm the last person anybody who's ever worked with me knows i'm not you know there's no judgment everybody gets to be on their own developmental arc and process and people come from different backgrounds there's so many reasons we do what we do but yeah the sooner you can learn that what you're describing which is it's not my job to manage another person it's my job to manage myself but i can influence and share and care about and like, you know, honor, use that co-regulation to your advantage in a close relationship, not in a manipulative way, but just recognize and trust and honor that it's active, that it's just living. It's, it's just something that's baked into the, to the dynamic. So for example, if, you know, if a betrayed woman, for example, uh, her husband is, has been unfaithful or has an addiction or something like that. And, and she keeps saying to him, you need to go to your meetings so that I can feel safe. You need to go do this. You need, you know, X, Y and Z, whatever it is so that I can feel safe. I can't feel safe. I can't feel safe. And so she just keeps saying that or, or checking or Mm. trying to, you know, lecture, control boss, all these things out of total trauma and panic and fear. Again, no judgment, but something starts to change pretty quickly when she just says, I'll just use an extreme example. She says something like, I'll be sleeping in the other bedroom.
1: Okay, sure. Right. She says, this is what I need to feel so I can feel right. safe is to not in the this, same f- bedroom When you violate this, I feel
0: single, right? When you dishonor our marital mm-hmm. vows, I feel single. I feel unimportant. I don't feel married to you. So and I so, need my, the living my, circumstance,
1: uh-huh. I need it to reflect yep, what gonna, feels like is happening.
0: I'm going to align the external with the internal. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to stay in the other bedroom and, you know, I would love for you to go to meetings. I would love for you to do all these things that I know will make a difference and change your life, but I have to protect my own integrity and and so on. And what's interesting is like that has, so there's the individual thing of like, Mm -hmm. I can only boss me, but there's that co-regulatory piece happening now, which is if he's motivated to care about the impact, I mean, he'll feel the loss, he'll feel the hole yeah, and she'll feel it too, but it just, it keeps that tension there and i believe that tension can be a powerful motivator to drive things to do something different for that relationship now oh, which anyway. i want to point yeah. out
1: it's a, there is a very big difference between what you just described and setting that boundary in order to control the other person's behavior yes like on the surface the physical manifestation can look the same but if the intent is to get another person to do something specific or not do something specific. You'll never rest. No. 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 And that you will feel wrong. It might not feel wrong. It might feel safe within the control, the illusion of control, but it won't ever feel settled. It won't ever feel, feel like it could go anywhere. Right. Because it can't. Right. I mean, it goes back to that standard old adage if you love somebody let them go like Man, respect that's hard their autonomy yeah, yeah they are is. a person who can make choices according to their own values and if right. that conflicts with yours even in a part in a in a marriage then you have to start assessing is this a partnership do both of us care
0: because I think things happen so naturally when couples first get together and they're they're building a relationship it's like oh we we value the same things. We like the same things. We're, we're kind of in sync doing things together. Until so many
1: they, assumptions
0: until they aren't. Yeah. And that can be everything from fidelity, which again is my one end yeah. of the continuum, all the way down to how they, you know, spend holidays or, yeah,
1: or take care of their vehicles. <laughs> right. I'm trying to say something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just had to check that sudden that obviously you're not the same person or that you have different levels of motivation or values or whatever. I think that there has to be a different conversation and you can Mm -hmm. use a lot of manipulation strategies and control and threats and lectures and everybody knows this. Why aren't you doing it kind of thing? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or just step back and say, you know, one, do, does this even really matter to me? Right. Like, do I even as
1: a person? Like,
0: so let's just use your kind of silly example of the car. Okay. You know, if I have this personal preference that all the cars look showroom ready.
1: Right. And like my experience is that the dad is in charge of that, maybe.
0: Right. Sure. There you go. But, like, you know, my wife or my teenage kids, like, don't care about it, whatever, at that level. Well, we're not talking about parenting. That's a different conversation. We'll yeah. go back to just my spouse. Yeah. My spouse doesn't care about it. And she is an adult and is driving her own car and can, you know, mom it out. What do they say, like, mom. Oh. There's a funny YouTube video called Mom My Van.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's right.
0: Look it up. Yeah. It's hilarious. But if that's like her preference, then I can just decide, do I really even care about this, right? Mm -hmm. If she's cheating on me, I I have to decide, do I really care about this? Well, I actually do care about that one a lot, Mm -hmm. right? So like, then I would have to decide what I'm going to do in response to that. With the car thing, I may just be like, I mean, if I care so deeply about it, I'm like, I'm never going to drive your car.
1: You can, yeah, sure. I'm
0: just not going to do that.
1: Yeah, it's stressful to me to drive Uh my car.
0: But then that can give you, I mean, in terms of external motivation, intrinsic motivation, like, you may never care, even with that external stuff, you may never care to do anything different with it. And so I think in marriage, you you have to, at some level, whether it's a big one or a small one, completely allow the other person to really connect to their values and then watch and see.
1: Yeah, because, right? yeah, because otherwise all you will have is the illusion of something. Mm-hmm. It won't be for them doing what aligns with their values and you doing what aligns with your values.
0: If I track my spouse and I confront them and I like require them to be faithful to me, I'll actually never really feel the fidelity. Mm -mm. I'll never really know that they're faithful to me. Right. Because it's not honest and aligned and and I haven't really surrendered it. Mm -hmm. That is a scary thing for so many of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Terribly, terribly painful. And it
0: has an impact and we have to speak to the impact and we can share that. And try and have influence and talk about it, which Mm -hmm. I think we should. It's our right to do it as a spouse, to say this this feels this way to me. This impacts me this way. I have to make decisions based on this. But
1: Well, which should connect with what somebody else values. mm -hmm. And if you are married to who you think you are married to, when you say, when you do this, it is very distressing to me and it affects me in this way. If they are who you think they are, they will care about that. Mm -hmm. But they need... They need to be able to determine if yeah. they maybe they aren't who you think they are. Maybe they aren't who they have claimed to be yeah. all this time. Or maybe they haven't had a chance to even consider what they think or what they believe mm-hmm. or, or tune in to what their values are.
0: I think in a marriage, I don't think it's healthy to just passively assume everybody's going to like align their values or that everybody will figure it out. I think, I think it's an opportunity. Different things
1: have different meanings to different people. There's like a lot of that nuance Mm -hmm. for sure. But on a basic level, many, many, many spouses value treating their spouse with respect and cherishing some of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when the spouse says, this is really hard for me, you know, is there room? Is there yeah. room? You go, I guess you have to determine that, and it, it might also depend on how often the spouse says, "Oh, and this is hard for me. Oh, and this is hard for me. Oh, <laughs> and I failed to mention that is also hard for me." So there's so many factors there. Yeah, for and then sure. you, yeah,
0: then you bump into you know I I don't like feeling control. I mean that that's yeah. probably another conversation for another day. But we'll like, have that
1: conversation yeah.
0: later. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to cover that one. But yeah, motivating another person. I think it is the right and privilege of being married to somebody that there's an invitation to influence each other. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I think that that's part of why we give ourselves to another person in marriage Mm -hmm. so that we can support each other and grow and, and sometimes have hard conversations about things that maybe don't feel right. I've certainly grown and been challenged so much in 26 years with you from things you've brought up, observations, things that have impacted you. And I think that those are important things. So I don't think it's, I don't think that we should uh, like avoid, you know, I guess what we would call the external factors of that.
1: Yeah, they're important. Being able to say this Mm -hmm. stuff
0: does affect me, but threats, coercion, you know, ultimatums, those kinds of external things like that to me are not effective because I love what you said. You don't, you can't trust the outcome ultimately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're just using it as as a tool to control. To get an outcome. As long as you're getting the outcome, then I mean, you know what you want, you're getting Mm -hmm. what you want because you're putting those things in place.
0: Right. And I think if you're married to somebody, you're working with somebody who cares about understanding your experience, their own values, and they're trying to improve and align things and overcome marriage and it's rich and that's two people growing and impacting each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of that will build on itself, like we talked about in the previous episode and create upward positive cycles that are self-reinforcing.
1: Yep. Yeah where you can see that you can be competent Mm -hmm. and it increases your confidence and, and
0: And, yeah. And the partner also probably responds better sometimes. Right.
1: Yeah. So
0: I think that, that I don't think that's a bad thing to say, to say like in this attachment relationship, like, you know, when I slow down and listen and I spend more time and you feel closer, then that's motivating maybe on an external level initially, but then it feels good internally. So you keep doing it. And so these things, I think as, as we influence each other, they, you know, they do, I believe that the ones that um, feel good eventually start to self reinforce,
1: mm-hmm. but they happen organically. They're not contrived No, They're, because there's space, there's space for each partner yeah. to discover <laughs> where their personal experience is, is lining up. And it, is it going in a way that yes. they feel good about or want it to go? I mean, that's the kind of relationship you want to have.
0: Yeah. Well, and part of why I was just kind of laughing for there for a second is because it also takes a long time to do it that way.
1: Oh, it does. Right? Yeah, it does. Like,
0: there's nothing. If you want results, go ahead and threaten.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, they're quick. You could scare you a light, the light, yeah, scare the daylights control. out
0: of somebody and probably get some results pretty quickly. But
1: yeah, if
0: you really want to have influence and and stay attached and connected and feel respected, it's a long conversations
1: mm-hmm yeah repeated conversations probably and it's a long-term play for sure
0: so yeah anything else we want to cover with that i think that that well, i think
1: that's all right
0: yeah and uh, as always on social media if you have other comments or questions or input on this stuff we'd love to hear from you yes drop always us, drop us a line dm mm-hmm. us let us know what you think and we'll be back next time with a whole nother episode
1: yeah we will so hopefully you'll join us then too yep thanks for joining us See you next time.